Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 64, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, head on over to the mailbag for some questions, and finally draft our favorite expansion games. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. Nah, I'm Richie. You know, I, I kind of, I mean, I, I'm always glad to see you guys, but I kind of wonder what I'm doing here right now, because right now, football started up again. Football's <laughs> on the TV. I didn't Fo- even know that. Football's <laughs> right? on the TV. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I, I was just nice. excited he finally brought us our honey. Yeah, that's yeah, Aaron that's Schmitt what I'm excited about. Yes, yeah, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, thank my, you, Aaron. I, I, you should, yeah, you should thank me from wrestling it away from my wife because she wanted to keep it all. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to trust Stephanie again. Then well, <laughs> well, scary here. <laughs> that, that's maybe a good idea. But yeah, it was great, honey. So, hmm. so thank you. No, but it, seriously, I didn't know football was back. No, I didn't either. I, I, so I have not turned on football? TV in a long time. It is opening night pro pro football. The Kansas oh. City Chiefs are playing the Houston Texans tonight. So the the reigning Super Super Bowl champs, so it's a it's a nice little season opener, huh? We'll see. So obviously they're just playing in their home stadiums, or I believe so. I wanted to turn it on and see, like, did they how they're, do? How they're doing you know, everything? Everybody does that 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 thing differently with putting people in the background. And I like the, the, the cutouts are my favorite. Yeah, they yeah, are all like I like the cutouts. I don't like the just, NBA. The no, live virtual fans are in. I don't weird. Like that. Yeah. that is weird. I do think it's really funny though too, like how sometimes like in baseball, the, the pitchers or different players will be out there in the in the uh, in the in stands, stands with the cardboard out. cutouts. Yeah. It almost feels like where's yeah. Waldo? You're like, there's a real one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean for football, like in baseball, I don't think the crowds make as big a difference because baseball is just not that type of sport but football it's gonna football be weird gonna be weird especially you, college football oh if, my if, god yeah, yeah. If we get to see it but yeah. yeah it's gonna be weird without the crowd yeah that's just such a part of football that that's i don't know that's i just hard to watch has there ever been that reminds me has there ever been like um announcers for for board game championships i know like they have like you know like pandemic they have pandemic competitions and stuff like i i would love to see like a golf announcer or something for like a board <laughs> oh, game wow. he just drew the scientist yeah i think <laughs> there is a, play it. there's a great western <laughs> yeah. trails championship that they yeah. do commentate on it yeah i, they, know, right? yeah. That, I mean like, that is a thing oh yeah. he's going for the book track cotton yep. let's see how that pays <laughs> oh, off for him oh boy Oh my God! He just played that building. No. <laughs> Let's see a replay we, of where it all went wrong. I think this could be our future, guys. I, 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 I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. So, uh, Chad, how about what have we been playing here? What, what do you got going on? Well, uh, I have had a couple of plays of Alma Mater, which just came in, but I. I won't talk about that too much, kind of as a teaser, because I think it might be something we review in the future, or or else I'll at least talk at great length. I'm going to go lighter, because I know you guys got the heavier end of the spectrum covered. The only reason I'm talking about this one, though, is because I think people might want to hear a little bit about it, because it won the Spiel de Jar this year. And that is a kind of a party game called Pictures. Pictures uh, came out in 2019, so last year, and again, that made it eligible for this year's Spiel des Jahres. It is from Christian Store and Daniela Store, and it plays three to five players, and it's a kind of a quick party-ish game in, in the same way that Dixit might be considered a party game, okay? The reason I picked this up, our uh, 
local board game cafe, Spielbound is the only one that had this. I mean, this was the only place in town that had it. And and online, too. I mean, because you just really can't find this game right now. Um, but it, my family really loves Dixit. <laughs> and I've gotten kind of tired of Dixit. But they really love Dixit. This is kind of like a mashup between code names and Dixit, basically. So you have these decks of cards, right, that are photographs of all kinds of different things. And you lay them out in a, I believe it's like a five-by-five five grid, like code names, okay? And that grid has... Um, has you put little letters by it, A, B, C, D on one, and then over the on the rows, and then over the top on columns, you just number it, one, two, three, four, five. And what you're doing then is you pull these chits out of a bag, each person does, and they secretly look at it. So they see that their chit is like A3, which corresponds to a picture in that grid, right? And then you proceed to take one of the materials that is in the game and try to make that picture. So you have two shoelaces, you have a, a car, a small card deck made of just various kind of icons and symbols. You have a picture frame that holds nine cubes of different colors and you arrange the cubes in different colors, like a pixelate, almost like a pixelated version of the image. You have, um, two very thin, small, short dowel sticks, and then like four or five just random river rocks. Uh, so those kinds of things you're using to create this picture, basically. And then just like Dixit would be, you're going to get a point for everybody that gets yours right, and then you're going to get a point for everybody's that you got right as well. And you're just doing this like four or five times to use all the implements around the table. And then you you score it, basically. So it's really, it's a simple game, but it's a fun little party game. And uh, my family really likes it. Actually, my son loves it the most because, honestly, he he likes it fine, but he just likes watching Stephanie and I go at it when the, when we're like, <laughs> what? I can't believe that doesn't look anything like that. How, how could you even think that, you know, so that, that kind of argument goes on. Um, but it, it's a fun little light game. And so for people that like digs it, but they're also kind of artistically inclined, it's a, it's a fun little game. I can see why it won. Hmm. That's, that's good to hear. I actually picked it up when it won just on a whim and I never opened it. It's just sitting on the shelf at the moment. So I'm, I'm glad you actually liked it, so I'll, I'll keep it around probably. Yeah, and honestly, you know, in a year or two, probably Knox could could even do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it, it's sort of a thing. I mean, Finn used to play Dixit when he was about Knox's age and just make up nonsense words, and, you know, we still had a good time <laughs> with it, so. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that is, uh, that is pictures. What about you? What did you play, Clef? Well, this is starting to be a trend here of games that, I didn't like the first time I played them, and now years later I come back and go, what the heck was that older version of me thinking? <laughs> I like Maybe this. that's what new segment we're going to have to have on the podcast I, is what the really heck was I thinking? into a segment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also otherwise known as our punch board previous place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other day, um, my good friend Dan, who obviously have heard many times on this podcast, came over and he's like, you got to play this game. And he put down a copy of uh, Twilight Struggle. And I'm like, ah, I played this about three years ago, played it one time, just wasn't really my jam. You know, I didn't didn't really get it. Now, granted, back then, I was trying to learn it myself. I didn't know, you know, really what was going on. It was kind of a new, new type of game for me. So whatever, I sold it, right? 
So anyway, so he's like, we're going to play it. And I'm like, I don't want to play this. I don't, I don't, I don't like this game. I don't want to play it. He's like, we're going to play it. So I'm like, fine. So of course we start to play it and I'm in about two rounds into it. And all of a sudden I said to him, I go, I, I hate you. And he goes, what, why? I go, this game's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to like this game. And for those of you who don't know anything about Twilight Struggle, it's basically a two-player game where one player is playing the USA and one player is playing the USSR. And it's a kind of an area control game uh, where you're using cards and the cards can either be used as operation points uh, to affect different countries' level of kind of whether they're with the U.S. or whether they're with the USSR, or you can use them as events. However, whenever you use a card as a event for that's one of your opponent's event, like if you're using it for the operational points, it still always triggers for your opponent. So you got to be real careful. And sometimes you can have a really bad hand because you'll have, if they're, you're the U.S., you might have a whole hand of the USSR, right? So when I first played this back in the day, I was thought, well, this is so stupid. I mean, I just, I'm getting unlucky and I'm just drawing a bunch of USSR cards and uh, this is terrible. Well, now, I mean, maybe just, I don't know, maybe I've gotten smarter since then. I don't know, but <laughs> um, probably not. But anyways, um, there's so much more that you can, you can kind of manipulate as for the game. And there's ways where some cards might be Russian cards, but if you use them in the right spot, they're not as devastating to you. Uh, plus, you can always use them uh, for the space race, which is just a thing that you can go up. It's the only time an event doesn't trigger. But anyways, I just, I was loving this game. It is a wonderful back and forth, trying to figure out the right time to kind of do this move. Uh, you do these things called coups that you can do where it like, you know, removes certain amount of, uh, you know, uh, these the the points or whatever that each country has but when you do it if you do it in a battleground state it moves up the defcon level uh so you start at five and if and you move down and if it's ever at defcon two and if you ever have to do something that makes it go down you actually start world war three or a nuclear war and that person loses the game so uh so obviously you never want to you'll never do a coup when when it's in that pot spot but there may be an event that might trigger it and make you do it so it's very very interesting it's it's wonderfully done um you have these scoring cards that if you have one of them in your hand you can you have to play it that round but you can kind of try to manipulate so if you start noticing your opponent really going after a certain area you might start thinking in your head, ooh, they might have that scoring card. So then you start trying to fight for that area, but maybe they're just trying to bait you into something else. Just a wonderful, wonderful game. I've played it like three times now since then, and I'm just – I so – it is now on my need to repurchase uh, list. <laughs> oh, boy, I got to go back and talk to that idiot guy three years ago and tell him. To. That is uh, from Jason Andrews and Ananda Gupta. And I'm glad to hear you say this because I just got Imperial Struggle in, which I have been reading about and has a lot more stuff on top of it, but also very interesting because of markets and economies and stuff. Ooh. Uh, and so I'm really excited to, to play that. And. I think uh, Richie and I now know that it's time to get you to play The Expanse because there's a lot of the same DNA there in that yeah. game. It's just there a multiplayer go. game. So. Bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. So so anyways, yeah, uh, great game. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Twilight Struggle. Definitely see why it has been in, you know, at least close to the top 10 in, in the uh, BGG um, top 10 or whatever of, of the thing 
for as long as it has. It is a great, great game. So yeah, Twilight Struggle. Well, speaking of getting smarter, Richie, I heard you uh, played an interesting game on Friday night. One of one of the games that I really like. I wasn't able to get into it, but uh, I want to hear you talk about that because I think it's a pretty good story. Yeah, me too. I want to hear about it too. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you told uh, Dan mm. that you hated him. I think mm. I said that a couple times to Clef in this game. Well, and <laughs> that was your own fault though. <laughs> it, it was. It was. I, I definitely went against my own uh, instincts. And that I, We played Dominant Species. We played a five-player game? Right? Uh, yeah, five-player five game. Player dominant game. Species, yep. And this is a game that, you know, talk about you know your old idiot self. This is one game that when I got into the hobby, I looked at, but I saw the, the amount of time that it would take and I just avoided it. I was like, ah, that's just sure. way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm glad we finally got it to the table. And in Dominant Species, you are uh, a species, and you're trying to populate and be dominant out on the board. That's the whole goal of the game. It's an area control, worker placement game. And you know, basically the way that the turn works, so there's the kind of an abstract uh, representation of Earth out there, and then you have your little cubes out there, which are your species, and then uh, these cones, which will just show where you dominate. Uh, and the way that you dominate is just by having element discs that match your food source around it there's a whole math thing there but we won't get into that but (laughs) each turn first you have a planning phase and that's where you'll take your little action pawns and you're going to be placing out and there i think there's 12 different actions out there that you can take but you're going to be placing out your action pawns one at a time going around the the table Uh, and then once everyone has placed their action pawns then you go into the execution phase and that's where you'll resolve the actions from the top down left to right uh, and like I said, there's 12 actions. I'm not going to get into all the actions. I'm just going to get into the action where I went against my instincts with Clef. <laughs> and, and that is uh, the, the way that you mainly get points in this game is when you go to score a tile and you'll look at the population on the tile. And whoever has the most cubes there will get the points. And it, the, depending on the tile, that may, the points may change. Yeah. But the, the real reward for this action is the, the dominance factor and if you actually dominate you don't have to have the most cubes on a tile to dominate it but if you dominate a tile even if you didn't score it or whoever it doesn't matter who scored it whoever dominates the tile gets to take one of the cards yeah gets a card and the cards are powerful they can be and mean yeah (laughs) and really mean really really mean and clef did not have a great first turn no, no. First round was not good for me. He got no. kind of wiped off the map for the most part yeah. in the first turn. Yeah, I didn't even put out new species. Didn't understand what was going on. Clueless. Yeah, yeah. Bad. It was I, a bad yeah. first turn. Got to feel bad for me. Yeah. And his second turn was looking to go about the same way, even worse. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay. he had taken the one of the actions to to speciate and get his uh, population up on out on the board. And I got a dominance card that let me eliminate a whole species on one tile and then a whole species from each surrounding tile. Yeah, adjacent tiles, yeah. yeah. Yes. And you I, took I me could out. have taken out all of Clef's pieces. Yeah, well, you took me out on the first tile. I took you out on yeah. the first tile. And yeah. then and he, I gave you the puppy dog eyes. He gave me the puppy dog eyes. And I don't. I I have no clue why I was being nice. You I have no usually clue. don't fall I, for the I puppy usually dog eyes at all. But in fact, Richie, you get to kill Richie, was, I'm doing terrible. <laughs> don't, don't kill me. <laughs> this, was, this was your first game of this, right? Yeah, uh... 
I technically played a two-player game of it like three years ago. Yeah, three years. So it's basically like his so first I, play. I didn't remember it at it was all. It's my yeah. first play. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to put a sour taste in his mouth. Just turn two, and we got four hours to go. Well, that's smart because right it, uh, because then if that happens, you're you might happen to never get to suggest it to Clef <laughs> right. again, right? I, we know how the, we know what happens. That that game will get sold if it's his game. So. But and like I said, he had a bad first turn, so I didn't want to just right. destroy right. him the second turn. Right. But of course. By not completely wiping him off the map, he then, <laughs> <laughs> that exact same turn, he scored, I think, 25 points, yeah, like 25 or 30 points. I did. <laughs> and he had a lead for pretty much the entire game. Now, we got to a point. Pretty much the entire game. <laughs> we got to, we did get to a point, though, where I could have won the game, but of course, Brent, he just started helping you. It became a team game between yeah, you and well, Brent. It's because you were teaming up with the other, with, uh, with I Dan. Was, and, yeah. I, I would never team up. Dan wasn't even no, playing the game. not Dan. No. <laughs> Dan, we got to the end of the game, and at some point I go, okay, I really think anybody could win this except for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He, well, was, he was out pretty early. Because it was really, because at the end of the game, you actually score for how much uh, dominance you have. And like the round right before we were about to end, Brent had a whole bunch, and we were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, he had like nine. Which yeah, he could have scored, he scored like a ton of points. points. Yeah, yeah. So then we all kind of went after Brent, but then Richie started taking over a bunch in the last round, and all of a sudden, when Brent figured out that he couldn't win, then Brent decided to help me and started yeah beating up on Richie. And long story short, who won the game? Long story short, short. <laughs> I'll I'll never be nice to you again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, no, no. Here's the best part. You know what he says to me? What? He goes. We're now even for Tammany Hall. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, ne- I never want to hear about Tammany Hall again. <laughs> That's fantastic. We're even. That's the best line. <laughs> oh, man. Never let it be said that uh, there's not some play or meta above the table in this group. But I really enjoyed the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. That was your first play, right? That was my first play. This, and I do have a copy that I got in a trade, so I'm, I'm excited to try it again. And there's a Marine. Yeah, Dominant marine, Species Marine. That which is I, I P500 that. So. Nice. And that's four player, I think, and it, I think it's actually shorter, yeah. which was nice. And that's really the the only sticking point with this one is that it did go long. Well, and I think we discussed afterwards. I, you could probably just take out randomly like five cards, I think. Yeah. And the other thing that I and this is after one play, so please don't you know come and yell at me if you're a huge dominant species fans, but. I thought instead of the Ice Age card being the very last card, it would be in, if it was shuffled into the like the last, last five. Few, yeah. So that way you weren't because we got to the point where there were only two cards left at the mm-hmm. at the very. So obviously you know it's coming, and I wish it would have been a little bit more. Oh, it could be here. You know, like Brent could have snuck up and won. Like if right, it was exactly. yeah type of thing. So, anyways, but uh, and it, which like I said would have made it a little bit shorter because I agree with you. It took us. Six hours? Yeah, about six hours. And yeah, I told you guys it was yeah. going to be a long game. It was game. a long game. And that Although, wasn't even at the full player. There now. were several yeah. times where people said, oh, we're we're about done. And then about yeah. three hours later, we, we yeah. finished up. Oh, so. man, yeah. Those later rounds really dragged slowed down, and slowed because yeah. yeah. you're really trying to figure out, okay, well, if I do this and do that. But uh, excellent game. Excellent game. Yeah, and fantastic. I mean, um, you know, obviously a g- great game by Chad Jensen and, you know, unfortunately – uh, lost a battle to, to cancer. cancer last yeah, year. Yeah, it was a sad deal because he was a, yeah. a young guy. He's great. such a great designer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, because uh, the the marine one has is his design. Is it that is right? his design? Yes, yeah. Yeah. his design. It's I think his, his wife helped finish it yeah, up. His and then partner helped him. So, yeah. yeah. So definitely, yeah, that's definitely one that uh, if you like dominant species, you should check out the marine 
marine species? Is that what it's called? It's called dominant species marine, I believe. Yeah. Okay, dominant species yep. marine. So you can P500 that at the uh, the GMT uh, website? GMT right now, yep. Yeah, that's absolutely. Correct. I think it's at the printer, so... They haven't charged yet, but uh, it's close. You, got, you still have a little time to get in there. Better, better get in there if cool, that's cool. interesting to you. All right. Well, that's awesome. That sounded like uh, some high drama for plays. I like that. What about some mailbag time? Do we got any of that? Yeah, let's go Ooh. to the mailbag. All right. We got a question from Nathan Fort in our Slack channel. And his question is, I know you gents are pretty hardcore Euro-style gamers. Are there any Ameritrash games that hit you in the feelers? I, I really think that this question is for Clef. Oh! <laughs> Don't you think? It's gotta be, right? It's gotta be for you. I mean, obviously. I mean, let's... Uh What's an Ameritrash game? <laughs> <laughs> Those games with dice and oh, randomness dice. and... Uh, Oh, like a coin game. I roll dice in coin games. Does that well, count? I mean, war, war games are getting Maybe, closer yeah. to yeah, that. Yeah, getting closer. I, I, I think they closer. get their own category. Right. But. Uh, Pendragon uh, is yeah close. It's got to be really, close. Though. So, uh, no, I mean, if if there was definitely a, an Ameritrash, you know, if, if you want to call it a hybrid, I, I would really say I got two games that come to mind for me. Uh, the first one would be Twilight Imperium. Um, certainly a game that I've played a ton. Uh, it has some good Euro stuff in it, but it's certainly an Ameritrashy game. You're definitely fighting and you're rolling dice to take casualties and stuff. So, uh, you know, I've played it a lot. Um, I, I think they just announced that they got the expansion coming out for the fourth edition, which is which is cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, definitely Twilight Imperium. And then the other one that I would name, uh, which is, you know, I know is one of Richie's favorite games, which I'm sure he'll name here, is, is Kemet. You know, I, if I, I'm not even sure if you would consider that Ameritrash or not, but I mean, it's definitely a hybrid. Yeah, I mean, I you say. definitely have the fighting and the you know the stuff, and I've I've always enjoyed Kemet. I really like its combat system with the uh, cards and how you you have to use a one card and discard one, and then you you don't get your cards back. I, really good, but yet still definitely dudes on a map and fighting. So yeah, that's I, ew, that's about the best. I, I I can't really say anything that's uh, pure. I don't even know what like is axes and allies. Would that be a Maritrash? I would or? say that's pretty yeah, Maritrash. Yeah, say yeah. yeah I don't yeah. like that game. So, <laughs> 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 well, what about you, Chad? Well, okay, so I don't. I mean, if it's in this group, I'm not getting to play a lot. Now, there are some that I'd like to try to play. Like, I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, I know you guys aren't. Uh, I'd like to try Outer Rim because I heard it's kind of like Firefly in that way, and I I think I'd enjoy just kind of flying my Boba Fett ship around or something like that just for fun um, so that might be one but honestly and I don't know if you guys consider this a Ameritrash it, it, again it might be kind of a hybrid but I feel like uh, Lords of Vegas is kind of a Ameritrashy a little bit I don't know maybe not mm. no you don't think no. so okay that was not at all. Not at all. Okay. Chad, I'll give it <laughs> to you. I think it's very Ameritrash. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, another one that I ha I would have on my list, I guess, that's Ameritrash, and it is because I play with a family, is Jamaica. 
I feel like that kind of is. No, no, I don't think you know what Ameritrash games I are. I do, but I don't have... <laughs> I, mean, I pulled out better Ameritrash yeah, games I'm, than I'm shocked here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very shocked. I mean, you're rolling dice to fight each other, and it's a race game. Yeah, but it's a race game. It, yeah. It's mainly a race game. Uh, yeah, I, I think dudes I, I on a map to, rolling yeah. dice to well, take... Here, I'll, I'll go while you, right, while yeah, you keep yeah, looking yeah, you. Yeah, you go, and I'll try to see if I can... By your example, I don't know. I would have thought I'd be cut off from this question. No, I'm not. <laughs> Very shocked at uh, what's happened here. Uh, uh, so for me, I mean, Mansions of Madness is the one that I play regularly. That's uh, a top 10 game for me. That's also a game that Jessica really enjoys. Arcadia Quest is one that I still own. I have not played it in a long time, but I have kept it around uh, just for when Knox is a little older and I start playing games with him because I think he would uh, really enjoy that, picking out his guild. and. Uh, but yeah, that that's pure Ameritrash as well. A lot of dice rolling for combat and all that stuff, so. Yeah, those are those are my two. So There's some good Americans. We're, yeah. we're gonna try again with Chad. We're gonna throw back to Chad. <laughs> what do you got, Chad? Should oh, we? Man, jeez, <laughs> um, I I'm looking at all my games, all the things that I've played, um, and I don't even play it that much. But I guess you know what? I guess. Um, Finn likes to play Spectre Ops and uh, <laughs> nope, <laughs> and um, oh gosh, De- Dead Dead of Winter. Aren't, nope, those aren't Ameritrashy. I would not. Nathan, call those sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have Chad do this another episode for you. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, Nathan, I'm finding out. I guess I have nothing. I have no Ameritrash games. Well, Chad, you got a little homework. We're gonna All send. Right. We're gonna send Chad back. Well, you like Kemet, just yeah, yeah. yeah there I you go. I really don't think of that as a mirror trash. I really think of that as you know, you 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 are getting those powers uh, and stuff. It's so much of a hybrid to me. It's that more it, mirror trash than everything you name. All right, okay. Okay. fair enough. <laughs> Fine. All hey, right, Lewis and Clark. That's kind of a mirror trash. No, 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 uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you, Nathan, for your question. I hope the other guys could satisfy your <laughs> your query, even though I I fell short. I do, by the way, I do have another kind of thing that I've been pondering lately. Just listening to a bunch of different podcasts and people talking about the hobby and uh, things of that nature. It has to do with video games, and I know I, I'm not a huge video gamer, but we did have a question about them a last time, even I think, and uh, that was interesting to think about. I, when I play video games right now, I play uh, with Finn usually. He has a, we have a Switch at home, and that's what we have. Um, I, we have Breath of the Wild, and I got it because everybody says it's really great, you know? And so I, but I still haven't played more than an hour of it just because I, if I have spare time and I'm not playing a board game or I'm not playing solo or whatever, I will be reading a manual. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. or, or doing some other hobby, but I just don't tend to sit by myself with a video game very often. However, I know that a lot, there's a lot of crossover uh, with board gamers and video gamers, and, that, and that's great. I, but what I was thinking the other day, which is kind of interesting to me, do you guys think that even though it's not as widely known, it's not widely accessible, modern board gaming anyway, do you think mo- modern board gaming is more acceptable as a hobby uh than video gaming is you know for for adults let's say if you're if you're saying like average person who doesn't know anything about board games they're just not gonna understand and i mean i'm not just like if you say to somebody oh i'm gonna go play video games everybody understands what a video game is you know i mean maybe except for some 95 year old person or something out there i don't know um sorry to our 95 year old listeners 
<laughs> but if you have a normal person who, if you say, what are you doing this week? And you're like, oh, I'm going to be playing some board games. They still have the thoughts of Monopoly and Shoots and Ladders and Uno. You know, that's their thought mm-hmm. process. And so I don't know if I would say it's more respectable. I, I don't I mean board gaming is such a blip compared to video games. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I would say I mean, now, like my parents just lied to me when I was a kid. Tell me not to play video games, not to stare at screens. I, I could be making some real money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like if you're Twitch streaming and stuff like that. That's oh, true. Wow. There's um, more money to be made there, whether you're a content tree creator or anything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got a buddy that he used to uh, he used to manage an E team. So and they're going to be in the Olympics this year. Yeah. Or not. Whenever the Olympics. They, whenever the Olympics are. I think it's next year now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next year. Next Olympics. Whenever the Olympics are, they're, they're going to be in it. But yeah, like like Clef said, I just, when I say I, you know, I'm heavily into board games, I either get, you know, I get the, you know, like Monopoly, sorry type thing. And then if they say that, I just, uh, yeah, sure. Like, because it doesn't matter. If I say my favorite game is Lorenzo Il Magnifico, I, it's just the... You know the Charlie Brown adult talking. It. Yeah. I'm just saying they, they words that they it. they yeah. have zero clue what that game is. They've never seen a game like that. Uh, if I start talking to someone and they mention something that's even cl- like closer to like hobby board, like they say Munchkin, I'm like, okay, I might be able to work with you. Right. You know, because it's at least somewhat adjacent. Yeah, they're right? aware. You know, a little yeah. bit closer. Yeah. I will say, and that's a kind of an interesting side note. I had a patient the other day and she's, uh, she said, oh yeah, I'm just tired. And I said, oh, you have the new baby, you know, cause she, she had just had a new baby and, and she said, well, not really. We just, the baby went to sleep, but we stayed up late playing a board game. And I, and I was like, oh, you play board games. And she goes, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, let's see where this goes. Right. She goes, yeah. She goes, our twilight struggle game went way too late last night. Whoa. I was like, oh, yeah. Hello. I always get excited Hi. when I hear stuff like that <laughs> even if it's not a game that i like yeah. i'm like yeah. all right let's, yeah. let's talk, let's talk. I, I, that's, that's exactly that's the great thing but no i i guess what i'm saying is uh and and this is not i will say this isn't my case it just that's not what i'm drawn to i'm always curious about the hobby itself so that's why i'm always reading manuals or, or doing something like that but my um i'm, I'm wondering if either of you or Richie, you probably play maybe the most video games of of all of us if you're more reluctant to to say that you play video games than you are to say you play board games hmm i mean i like i wouldn't consider myself like a a video gamer like i just play them offhand Uh, and now i really like i'll play sonic with Knox, and that's pretty much and fall guys with the kids that's that's pretty much all i play is like those kids games with them okay um so yeah i mean i I always just say that i'm a i'm a board gamer and if if they really want to know and they really want to go down that path i might mention some games but yeah, I, I'm not reluctant to bring up either, really, for me. But I would say, like, as far as acceptable in society, probably video games. Uh, hands I don't down. Know. I mean, just yeah. it's just a it's a much, much bigger, obviously, world out there. And I think, I, I guess I would say, and maybe I'm not even answering your question right, but I think it's more acceptable to play video games because it's just more of a knowledgeable thing. I don't think anybody even has a thought process for you're like, yeah, I'm going to go home and play Call of Duty tonight or whatever. That's like a normal thing mm-hmm. that most people would be like, yeah, okay, cool. That sounds awesome type of thing. Where if you say, oh, I'm going to go home and play this four-hour Euro game where I'm going to be trading resources in the Mediterranean, I mean, if you explained it that way, I think people who don't know anything are just going to be like, 
well, that just sounds dumb. You know what I mean? I, I think so. I would say no. I don't think it's more of an acceptable thing to play board games. Compared yeah, and, to and given that example, yeah. If I, if I said I'm going to go play Warzone, everyone knows what I'm talking about. They don't question it, and no one cares. If I say, like, I'm going to go play, you know, Pendragon, and then I show them a picture of Pendragon, they're like, oh, that's too much. And, <laughs> yeah, then they, yeah. and then they disconnect. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Well, one, one other question I want to ask you in particular, Richie, because I know you had talked about uh, one of the very first episodes of our podcast when we talked about how we got into gaming. You had talked about, well, hey, I, you know, I was playing a lot of video games when, you know, when I first met Jessica and I wanted to do stuff together more, you know, and so you kind of got the board game collection up and you guys to start to play more and more. Is there anything or can you tell me besides uh, besides person to person interaction, especially with Jessica, uh, is there anything you get from board games that video games doesn't give you? And that's kind of why you relegated it to just being with the kids then. Mm, I don't know. I think maybe it's just over, you know, just the evolution of my board gaming um i've just become way more invested obviously obviously we're on podcasts we i have you know 400 games in my basement um and yeah i i do crave that the interaction around the table that's what i like you know growing up like video games were you had to come over everyone had to sit down you plug into your controllers you're playing together it was a huge thing when nintendo 64 came out and you could play four players at the same time but you still like even you'd have like eight people over four people were playing the other four standing around them talking with you and whatnot so i mean that's what i like when it all went online and you get that disconnect that's why i you know i just tend to go towards board games now because i do like that interaction makes sense great well thank you for indulging my my inquiry clef we have we have some stuff from the punch bunch right we have a new patron is that right we absolutely do um but i probably better not say the name because last time i said our new patreon was uh john rice and i've got that mispronounced so how yes. do you say that correctly chad <laughs> uh yes he corrected us on slack yeah. you uh didn't realize his mm. uh his con- french canadian heritage mm. it is john rice actually. oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry sorry john <laughs> no. do you want to try this, this one this time oh i better not you you go ahead and take it okay darren law Man, I think I could have gotten that one. You might have. He might be wrong too, though. <laughs> That's right. We'll, maybe we'll it's find out. Luol. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> well, anyways, Darren, thank you yes, very thank much. You, we appreciate it very much. Punch Butchers, we always uh, appreciate uh, any of your contributions, and we know that uh, it's not possible for everybody, but we also appreciate any uh, bumps you give us uh, on the social media and any recommendations to your friends about podcasts and reviews all of those things are welcome thank you very much punch punch speaking of such things i think this is probably a good time for a word from our sponsor how many times have you spent more time getting your board game set up than playing it well if you have then you need an insert from 3d bitspace they make great ones from marco polo to grand austria hotel you can even contact the owner ryan about a custom insert so head on over to etsy.com and search 3d bitspace and when you order also send ryan an email and mention punchboard paradise and receive a free hex tray get to playing games and not setting them up and now it's time to draft All right, 
right. Are you guys ready to draft our favorite expansions? Yeah, That's let's right. do this. All right, Richie, tell everybody around here how we draft on Punchboard Paradise. So on Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. So we are going to do a serpentine draft. So all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you will draft first in the second round. We are going to roll off to see who sets the draft order. Three. Seven. Uh, not that high. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think I'm just going to go first. Uh, Clef, you want to go second? Sure. All right. Chad's going to go second. And <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm never gonna, never gonna live this dominant species down. <laughs> uh, and Clef's got the turnaround. <laughs> All right. Uh, so best expansions. My list is long. There's uh, a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of great expansions out there. Now I did try to narrow it down to ones that not only would I never play the game without it. If someone like, if someone asked about the game, like the base game, I would say buy the expansion too. At the same time. Oh, okay. And, and that's just what I did. I'm not like Chad. I'm not putting on rules on you guys. I'm just saying I, that that's, I what, that's okay. what I did. So, <laughs> so you, <laughs> now, did you also, because this was a curious question and I, that, that I didn't ask, but did you consider, like, a, is it a true expansion or like did you consider, like, if it was redone like where you could buy the entire game um as oh a, like it were like they made like an essentials edition or whatever well well yeah like you something like that or did you just say you know it's a you buy it it's an expansion it goes into your main game did, did was that any thought, type of thought process i would say that for for like ticket to ride if it's like nordic countries that's a new game but the other ones that just give you the board you know and and assume that you have all the other stuff to play that's an expansion okay so if it was if it could be played standalone in the box then it's exactly okay. I yep. gotcha. that's like thank yeah. you for you translating would not energy. need any other pieces any other pieces then that doesn't count okay all okay right. i'm good with that I, okay. I don't think any of mine fall underneath that all right so for my first pick and i i, I think i just have to choose this out of the gate even though uh, okay. i could i might be able to wait till round two but hmm. so no, yeah, maybe not well the one that i think that you're gonna say right uh -huh. now you would not be able to wait till round two <laughs> okay well i'm taking it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and this is what made my favorite game my favorite game i originally played lorenzo uh, il magnifico with chad just the base game and it was fine it was a good game uh, but then when I think Clef bought it like from Essen or like during the whole Essen thing, I don't remember where you got it from, but you got it over early. Yeah, I actually I think I ordered it from overseas. You yeah. did because yeah. then you had to have all those translations of the cards. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, because it was a foreign edition. Yeah, I wanted it. I, I, I had to have it. Yeah. So when I got to play Lorenzo with uh, Houses of Renaissance, uh, that's the name of the expansion. I mean, it, it made it my number one game, and that is mainly because of the player powers, but also I, I love the fifth tower. I love the fact that they have the kind of roaming tower that makes things uh, more expensive to, to, to pull from. It is just a, a fantastic game with that expansion. This is one where if you ask me about Lorenzo, I'm going to tell you to get both of these. I don't even know if the expansion is still in print. It better be. Right. Uh, and if it's not, just whatever you got to pay doesn't yeah. matter yeah. <laughs> just you're, pay you're whatever not, you got to pay you're never going to play the base game without the expansion no and those so. i mean those player powers are and the auction for the player powers are my favorite part of the expansion but like i said the fifth tower is great and the the way that it mixes in all the the cards from the other towers 
it just works out perfectly, and that is my favorite expansion. Obviously, it, it made it my number one game. So, Lorenzo Il Magnifico Houses of Renaissance. For that's my first pick. That's a great pick because I I didn't like the game half as much as I do now because of the expansion. I mean, it just it rocketed up for me with that expansion. So, yeah, I can't argue, and it was definitely near the top of my list. Speaking of being near the top of my list, for my number one, there are very few. I'm I'm not a pack rat, I won't say, but I'm reluctant to throw things away. But there are very few games where I will throw away the original stuff because the expansion has has just totally overtaken it. But in Railroad Evolution, that's that's the way it is. We threw away the old board just Clef asked if he could do it, if he could snap it in half because he likes to break my <laughs> what's your game boards. And <laughs> he does. He's kind of a hobby of mine, yeah. <laughs> and so he he uh, he threw it away, and yeah, I haven't looked back. I mean, this game is much more fun now. It, it doesn't seem like you totally have to do the telegraph track in the same way and going up, uh, going up the tracks on the sides. Um, the designers tried to uh, tried to patch this game because the telegraph track just seemed so easy to do and it was a surefire win. So because of this, they kind of first edited how much you needed to spend to go up the track, but then they just came out with Railroad Evolution and it it really changed the game. It changed the synergies. It, it just made it a whole different game. And it's a game that that's the only way ever, ever I will play or teach the game. Yeah, I got rid of my board. It's gone, and the the other pieces that you don't need for when you're playing with the expansion yep. are gone. Yep, throw it all away. Yep. I'll never play that old version ever again. And I was really hoping that this would go into the second round. I, I was hoping to snag this round, Ooh. too. I wasn't expecting this yeah. to go I wasn't pick. expecting Chad to pull that out there, either. I, I really it's, like it. It's a great it. pick, though. And you can't... I mean, here's the thing. Like, it, it's Not only is it a good expansion, it's just like I said, it is so integral to playing that game now. You just cannot separate it. So that's why it's my number one pick. Out of what's here, what's here? All right. So yes, uh, Railroad Evolution from Railroad Revolution, my number one pick. What you got, Clef? All right. Well, I'm ready for the swing, and the first game that I'm going to take, and uh, this is definitely no, not even probably on Chad's list, but it's definitely on Richie's list, and this is Richie. One of Richie and I's just favorite games, just play against each other, and it was a great game beforehand, but. The expansion has solidified it is even a better game. And we just actually got recently got to have a chance to play with the um, what were those cards? Well, they had player powers uh, and the exploration, the exploration deck. deck or whatever. And the game I'm talking about is Santa Maria. Um, it's a dice drafting game. Uh, where you're placing tiles on a board and, you know, it's it's a resource game, but it's just very uh, thinky and, and just, you know, it's just a really solid game. And they came out with an expansion that has a bunch of different modules in it. And, Richie, we haven't even gotten through all the modules in it. No, we haven't. We still we, haven't there's done one that, big one that we that have big not tried one, yet. Yeah. But they've got uh, some new tiles that you can place on the board, and then they've got this cocoa that allows you to do different things and some new shipping. Um, they've even got this piece called the Governor that when Richie and I play with him, we just sit there and curse at him the whole game, but it's enjoyable. It's a, it's a <laughs> yeah, cool new puzzle that you get to play with. Uh, so I just love everything about this expansion, and it just made a great game 
even better. So my number one pick is Santa Maria. No, I actually did not put this on my list. What? <laughs> I didn't. I am. Because you yeah. forgot or? No, not because I forgot. Mm. I love the, the cocoa and I love the new scoring tiles. Mm-hmm. The governor, like you said, we're usually cursing at him. I don't necessarily have to play with the governor. I also don't necessarily have to play with those little tiles that come out Okay. with that. So that's why, just because I wouldn't necessarily, like I'll play base Santa Maria, no problem. Hmm. Now, if I'm playing with you, we're going to play with those, sure, those modules. Okay. Um, so I think I at least teach everybody the cocoa part. So I mean, I just yeah, put, I like I like the cocoa and the new yeah. the new tiles, yeah, the new the scoring new tiles, tiles, yeah. Everything else is still good, and I still want to try that new module. But see, but even to me, they even they made it where you no longer lose happiness points mm-hmm. on the top. I mean, I just yeah, think yeah, that they improved all all the way around. So it is good. All right. So. I guess I didn't need to worry about picking that one. So, uh, <laughs> well, congratulations well, on Santa Barbara. So, <laughs> Santa Maria. Okay, sorry. All right. Well, so for my second pick, um, now this goes a little bit different here because, and this is probably not anybody's list, so maybe I don't have to take it either. Because I love the base game and I will play the base game. In fact, I've made an expansion for the base game myself. But the expansion for this game is still absolutely amazing, and it took a game that I had played a ton and made it even better. And Richie takes his number one game. I'm going to take my number one game, and that's going to be, okay, well, oh, former number one game. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know. So who knows? Whatever. Who knows okay. what America uh, is? <laughs> no, that's Great Western Trail uh, Rails. To, to the north. To the north. It right? is on yeah. my list. Okay. I, I right. love that game with the expansion. It uh, is so good. Uh, the, you know, it, 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 the game is still the same game, but yet it has such a different feel. It's so much different of how you get in your discs up there and just, it just really m- just made just enough of a twist to, you know, excite me and I like to play it, but you know, I'll still play it is base but i think most of the time i would like to play with the expansion in fact i gotta work on some player powers with for the expansion, with the expansion? yeah, yeah well i, I guess do. you uh you just lost our main man evan scussell's vote so hey evan you can vote for me buddy <laughs> <laughs> how did i lose evan's vote hey, he doesn't like that expansion makes a uh, makes a, the building strategy too easy so <laughs> you come play me evan we'll see what what, what happens all right all right <laughs> what uh, hey <laughs> i i like it because it opens up strategy and and it does make the building strategy easier, just depending on how. Depends on how the tiles come out. Come out. What comes out? Yeah. Which it's buildings. not a guarantee. It could still be tough. But especially like in a two-player game, the like the building strategy is it's 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 hard because it, it the game's just going to go way too quick. The the wonderful thing about Great Western Trail is is there is no dominant strategy you that all depends on the layout of the board how the neutral buildings come out there is so many different levels in that game and that's one of the reasons why i love it so much i mean i I guarantee i mean i if i had to play it 70 play in fact i just ran out of the scoring pads in my copy i literally had to email and get a new thing for the scoring pads. I don't know how many score. I think there's a hundred scoring, a pa- hundred things in the scoring pad. I don't even know. So that's literally, I've played it that many times. And yeah, so great game. Love the expansion. So that's great Western trail rails to the North. All right, back to you, Chad. All right. Well, with my second pick, I'm going to pick uh, a game that I, I love. I love this game. I just, for whatever reason, I, ha- I do not get to play it as much as 
one would think for how much I really enjoy this game. Uh, it's got a good online implementation, but this is this expansion really ups the ante for me, and uh, that is Helmet, Oli, and Leonard Orgler's Russian Railroads. German Railroads turns this up a notch, makes makes the game not quite so rote. In the base game, there's a kind of a way that uh, is recommended to go, I feel like, in that Trans-Siberian Railroad. And you can certainly, you know, there's interaction out there on the board for worker placement spots, but there, there are cer certain actions that you always want to take and or want to get to first, those kinds of things. But German Railroads adds enough in that you feel like you can go down different paths when you play this game back to back, for, for example. And so German Railroads really ups the ante. I like American Railroads too, but German Railroads was the first to do it and the first to add plenty of stuff. It's got, a, uh, it's got an interesting solo mode too if you're into solo. So German Railroads for Russian Railroads is my number two pick. Yeah, but I got it on my list, and uh, I, I love that you can personalize your track as you go down, and you get those options to add on, yeah, on on onto it. So anytime yeah. you're you're adding stuff that feels like it's uniquely yours is right. always great, and that and that's what really opens up the game a little bit. Yeah, and it's uh, here lately we've been playing with uh, some of our punch punch. We've been playing uh, Russian railroads on yeah, no, uh, board game, game arena. arena, and it's just the regular base game, and I'm just like. You you Ooh, you don't like man. Yukata, but mm -hmm. Yukata does have German and American yeah, rails no. on there. No, 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 no Yukata for me. <laughs> and, By the it, way, and I also oh. think in the rule book it says like when you get to that solo part, it says you know this is available on Yukata.de. Go play it there. Basically, like, don't don't waste your time setting it up. But oh, okay. By the way, it's been like two days. It's your turn in nations. So I know that I, when you throw in a new site, like that's such a random yeah. one off <laughs> site. It's, it's hard for me to remember to go back to it. <laughs> but great pick, uh, Chad. All right. Well, what do you have next going around the turn? All right. So for my second pick, I'm going to go uh, with the Suburbia Inc. And this is, I know, I think I talked about Suburbia last uh, episode, uh, but with the Suburbia Inc., uh, what it does, and it's a city building game, but what it does and what makes it uh, such a great expansion is that it adds the borders. So where these borders are super powerful, they give you, a, you know, either a lot of money or a lot of points, but you start to hem in your city. So it makes it makes it more difficult for you to actually build your city going out. And that, I mean, just that part of the expansion alone uh, makes it one of my favorite expansions, uh, but it does also add new tiles, new ways to score that mix it up. It also adds uh, these little uh, like bonus tiles that you're going for, like by the end of round uh, or by the end of the or by the time you get to the B stack and by the time you get to the C stack, if you accomplish these goals, you'll get a different bonus. So it just adds just enough to mix it up. And like I said, with those borders, it makes it really interesting on where you, you can slap on a border. You're going to get a ton of points, but now you are you know your your city can only grow one one way and there you can add as many borders as you want and get creative with it but uh, i mean you really gotta be careful when you start throwing those in and i just I, it really makes the game interesting suburbia inc for my second pick i really actually like uh i like this game i have not played it but once unfortunately but i i love the play i had of it because i do like how it hems you in and makes you make uh, some tighter decisions and then of course like I said, finding some of the combos with the new tiles in there is is even more fun. I mean, that's that's the fun of that game, and 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 it adds to adds to the escalation. So I I, I did not expect you to pick that pick, uh, but I I definitely I definitely can see why you why you like it. And for my third pick, I'm going to go with Caverna, the Forgotten Folk. 
And that is one where uh, it adds player powers, which is always something that uh, you know I'm for. Every game should have player powers. I don't care where the game is. Throw player powers in. It's going to make the game better. I'll just start making them for every there game. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but it throws the player powers in, and it fixes uh, what is an issue if you've played that game a lot, is the fact that the building display does not change. It, all the buildings are always available at the beginning of every game. So if you have developed a strategy and you know exactly how to get to a particular tile in a certain amount of turns, you know it's hard to change your strategy up. Whereas with this, depending on what factions you're using, that will change the different buildings that are in that, that display. And that, that fixes it for me. Uh, I know that there's other random variants out there, but for me, I like the, the official change that they made with that. And like I said, that changing up that building display and adding the player powers makes that just an essential expansion for me. Hey, this this got Clef to play Caverna again, so that's right. That, that's and he actually enjoyed be worth it, it so. in itself. Yeah, I really did. I, th you know, as you said, player power is just is something I enjoy, so it definitely enhanced that. But I also like how it limited the building, so you weren't looking yep. at. 500 different things to build it kind of yeah uh lower so yeah good pick i and i totally also agree. like with the the player powers because some of the player powers also have a negative which i i do like that as well in games where uh, you know you, you have some super power but there is something that you now have to worry about or is going to score you negative points if you don't keep it under control yeah so. i agree with you yep yep uh so that's my third pick caverna the forgotten folks chad my next pick is a game that uh well i'll talk about a lot of times with these engine building games or, or certain games, we feel like, uh, you know, oh, gosh, I didn't get to do enough in the game yet. I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do. But that's a good feeling. You want to leave with some of that. You don't want to feel like you you did everything. Otherwise, you you don't, you, there's not enough tension in the game. One game that felt like it actually needed another round or two was Hushbill Connect. No! <laughs> so I would just say that uh, Hospital Connect, the Ruhr Valley, added just enough to give a, give that extra turn or two to the game, um, made it so that you could do more. Uh, more importantly, it added some technology tiles so that you could switch things up because there was really just kind of one pure setup uh, for the technology tiles. And so after a few plays, you had kind of gotten used to that and kind of uh, gotten on a rote path but now with some of the new tiles it mixed it up a little bit and made it more fun to kind of explore a little bit and and see what you were going to do how you're going to bolster your mind uh, versus how far you're going to go on some of those achievements and that kind of stuff hospital connect really really benefited from the river valley and again with with my picks the way i kind of treated them were games that i just don't want to play without the expansion and that's that's another one right there i obviously could not agree more i mean i don't even ever think of that game with you know i it's not even the expansion to me that's just how you play the game and i would never play it without it so great pick solid pick well good thing i've got 20 other games on my list. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, my next game is a uh, What's Your Game? And it's a great expansion. Uh, it came out in March uh, through, through Kickstarter, and that's for Madeira. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it never hasn't come out yet. All right. You, you forgot to um, say in 2023. In 2023, <laughs> when that expansion comes out, it will be amazing. All right. So, um, no, but my next pick um, is going to be uh, a game that I – 
once again, have been playing this on Board Game Arena as the base game. And when I'm playing as a base game, I'm like, ugh, it just doesn't quite have the stuff, all the stuff that I love. And that is going to be The Voyages of Marco Polo. I love the expansion in that game. I love the extra board. I love all the, I mean, if you really want to talk about it, you know, you get, there's a whole bunch of like mini expansions that have come out that have the uh, different new player powers in them. Um, And then there's the extra deck that came out, the, what's it called? Secret Passages? Secret Passages, something like that. Secret Passages, which I just think is a a fantastic addition. Um, Really, the only thing that I don't love playing with are those, I don't even know those. Oh, I forgot what they're called because we just don't play with them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, those those things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, besides that, though, all the rest of it I love, and I just, it makes the game just, over the top for me and so i i would never play without all the extras even if i was teaching this game i would throw all that stuff in so for it is a a must for me uh so i the the actual main expansion is called agents of venice and so yeah wonderful wonderful expansion for the voyages of marco polo that is a great expansion i I did not have it on my list just because i like i like all of it like i like all the like the mini expansions and all that together like i don't necessarily just like that one you know that one well, expansion. I'm with you. I like those mini powers and stuff. Yeah, and like really, I just want the powers. If but, I, if I, can I mean, be but that's still an expansion. No, no, no. It, yeah. It's valid for the list. I'm not saying it's not valid for the list. I'm just, yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a good pick. All right, all right, all right. He was getting defensive. <laughs> no, he's still salty at going third. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and for my last pick, uh, once again, and I mean, sometimes some of these drafts, obviously, we're going to be picking some of the games that we obviously love. And this is one of the games that I have loved and I've loved this game for a long time and literally would not ever play this game without the expansion. It's just part of the game. And that is going to be Nations Dynasties. So the Dynasties added uh, new countries, which were basically more player powers. And they also added Dynasty cards so you could switch uh, your dynasty to different things. And they also added turmoil cards, which just gave you more, you know, options in the game. And I, I once again, I would never play the game without the expansion. And in fact, it's the only expansion that I purchased two copies of because the, like on one of the boards, it might have Japan on one side and Korea on the other. Well, that means if if I only had one copy of it, we could never have a game that had both Korea and Japan. So I bought two copies so that we have an option to have both of them in the game (laughs) at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's literally how much I love it. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to finish it off with Nations Dynasties. Yeah, I figured that was, that was going to be on your list. Yeah, and obviously you don't need to worry about it just because no, we, we have not one of you gotten guys any take it, yeah. enough plays of it. So. Yeah, and I was thinking about maybe going another route, but I'm like, you know, if I'm really talking about my favorites, that that one's got to be on there. So, yep. So, Nation's Dynasty. All right, back to you, Chad. Well, so I've been pretty consistent so far with my list. I have picked games that, like I said, I won't play without you know adding this into the base game. I just won't. This one, I guess, uh, I can't say that. Uh, it's not a must, but it's certainly a like. Um, and uh, it 
probably is a placeholder for a few different things, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use it. I'm gonna say the 2017 map pack of Albin Biards for Age of Steam. So I really like those <laughs> map face. packs, which has Mars on it. It does have Sweden on it, which does run a little bit long, but the rest of the maps are really, really great. I'm out, so, I'm out of here. I'm outraged. <laughs> I think you have to pick one map. Okay. I agree. I agree. Okay, how about this then? DR Congo with the fires and stuff across there, which I think is really interesting. Wrong map. But Wrong <laughs> map, but okay. Right, That's well, what slide. you want to pick. Like that map. DR like, Congo, okay. Yeah. So, oh man i did have i that's put it that's a whole expansion I, though no I, I put a map on my list did you i put the holland uh, madagascar map okay. i really liked holland you and I'm, I'm really interested to play i haven't played madagascar, madagascar yet but i'm really interested like, to play yeah. i just put it on my list though as uh you know if i'm out of stuff uh, i'll go <laughs> yeah. to age of steam maps i but. put it on my list also and then but then i just thought to myself i it it's the entire all the maps so well, i that's couldn't why just I, pick a single thing well that's why i picked a map pack that you can actually buy like that like you, not separate but like that 2017 but you map can pack. purchase them separate still you too. could purchase them separately but yeah. you get them as a pack mm, mm. it's a questionable pick oh boy i didn't say my uh, age of steam map <laughs> <laughs> hey hey great game though uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely uh now i'm curious what map what map did you write down which uh, berlin berlin oh yeah, yeah that's a good one i, I love that is that album still VR my number one uh no i don't, I don't think, think so it, no it was actually in those yeah. in those boxes right yeah uh, yes, it was. Yeah, no. My favorite Alvin Viard is is Sweden. So even if it does go a little long for Chad, <laughs> not the rest of us. But yeah, I, that's my favorite from him. Um, and well, I like the Moon a lot. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that, I looked at that one from twenty fourteen. So good. That, yeah, that had some good ones too. Boy, such a mind. Yeah, word I can't say. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I took the 2017 Age of Steam map. No, back. you took no, you no, took no, the no, no, Congo. You took DR Congo. DR, you can purchase that all as one expansion. That's not cheating. Which if you mm, I think that's cheating. I think it's definitely cheating. We'll let the punch punch decide. So. All right. I'm actually surprised you didn't pick. I guess I can just say because I'm the last one. Yeah, I know what you're gonna take, and I thought about it. I'm not. I'm not gonna take it. I'm gonna. No. I'll, I'm gonna be stupid and go with my heart, even though that got me five percent of the vote or ten percent of the vote, whatever <laughs> hey, it was hey, last time. We're not worried about winning. No, the I'm not worried draft. about winning. No, we're not, picking no, our games not, here. Not for ten more minutes, at but, least. We're not. <laughs> but please vote for me, please, please. <laughs> so have you not played uh, Tea and Train? the fields of RL yet yeah we played it together oh yeah that's right yeah i'm surprised I, you didn't pick that no, i thought it, that would have been up your on your list it is on my list i mean there were some other ones i think we should do one quick honorable mention but okay. yeah it's okay. on my list but yeah I, there's just so many and i i like i said so many yeah yeah there, there is a lot and and like i said i'm about to do something stupid and i'm going to take a mini expansion but oh, it wow. is it, okay. it's yeah, I love it. So Mombasa cookbooks mini expansion. I, I wondered if you would you. take it. I'm I, taking it. I, yeah, gotta, <laughs> I'm, hey, go I'm I'm gonna let you do it. That I, is yeah. pure Richie. And it's one. Yeah, it's one of is. my favorite expansions. It's it's, uh, it's hard to find. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. But if you can find it, buy it. It's just a small little mini expansion that makes the book track more viable. And now, I mean, playing the game as much as we have. I can win on the book track without this, but this just makes it a. I, I have beat you without. <laughs> Allegedly. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but this just makes it a more viable uh, route to victory, and and in my opinion, makes the game more interesting 
because of that helps it out i mean yes, the definitely. the the book person uh, the book thing that you can go put your pawn on to get yeah which uh, gives you gives you coins it helps you out for sure yep. yes i will totally agree yeah so like i said it, it is one that i'm always going to throw it in I think you beat me with it when you and Corey Eklund both teamed up on the book. I beat you to, at least three times so, on the book track. Yeah, and it's not just straight books. It, yeah. it, anyone out there who wants to know how to win with the book track, it's not just straight books. You have to do, you're going to move your book track maybe two or three times during the whole game, but you're going to yeah. do books and diamond. That's what you need to, to focus on. And then just make sure no one gets crazy because Clef likes to go crazy on one stock. So if that happens, Cliff just, likes to win the game. <laughs> just knock him, <laughs> knock him down. I don't think he won the last time. Well, so, <laughs> I'm going to the phone right now. I, I, I like that. I, I like that pick for you. I think that's a good pick. All uh, right, so that's my last pick: game. the uh, Mombasa Cooked Books Mini Expansion. I have to say though, I am surprised you did not pick uh, Orleans Trade and in, 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 Intrigue. I didn't just because it's just the board. Like that's, I mean, there's other stuff in that, and it's just the one side of the board that I love. But that's so huge. I know, though. I know it is, but it, I don't know. It, I tried to. I wouldn't necessarily say that you have to have that, although I would always want to play with it. It's good, but yeah. you can get into it uh, elsewhere. Just real quick, an update. I just wanted to look at my phone and set some things right. Richie has won the last three games. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that that didn't help me. All right. Do you have Do you have an honorable mention while you're here? Give us one honorable mention here. Sure. Okay. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you a few. Um, <laughs> I definitely put me. down um, stockpile. I would never play the game without the expansion. And the reason being because those dice make it so that you don't have the same right. things that you would expect to get with the stocks the way they change. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, I also I threw down Deus. Um, I don't know if it's a game that not a lot of people know, but it completely uh, changes the deck. Like you remove the entire deck and add a new deck in, and then you got a few other things or whatever. But it I used to play Deus a lot, and when you got that new deck, it really changed it up. So uh, Deus a lot. The you know? Egypt, yeah, I believe it's called Egypt even, and that, that makes Deus more of a Richie game because it's a little bit more aggressive. Some of those cards have more aggressive powers yeah. to them. Yeah, you'd almost say it's like an Ameritrash game for Chad. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. And then, I, you know, my last honorable mention for sure, Twilight Imperium, um, mm. you know, would be 100% a game that, uh, you know, the, the expansion – at least for well, Twilight Imperium three back in the day was the expansions were great expansions and and really made a lot of cool things with the games and uh, yeah so I definitely would would say that so yeah those few honorable mentions how about you Richie uh, I had uh, Keyflower the Merchants uh, that's oh, yeah. my favorite of those two expansions I haven't played it yeah. oh yeah you need to play it's I good. think you would really enjoy that that's actually. Good. Um, I actually even had Port Royal, just one more contract. I really like <laughs> yeah. the contracts yeah. after that game. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I already said uh, Tea and Trade uh, for Fields of Arl yeah. is another really good expansion. You know, I'm surprised you didn't have Norwegians from Feast for Odin on there. I've only played the base game of that. I haven't had a chance to play the the expansion yet. Okay, oh, and maybe a reason so, why it's not on his list. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> that's I, I think that that really opens up strategies though. So that's interesting. What about uh, you, Jed? Two that I had. Um, our viticulture Tuscany. I mean, mm -hmm. and again, Rich, Richie considers that the only way to play the game so much that he just framed his old board. So he, he didn't yeah, throw it right. away, but he yeah. just framed his yep. old board and never uses. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that helped with the card draw a little bit. I know that there's still card draw in that game that can kind of mess you over, but you sure. can use more of the cards in more of the places with okay. that game. Yeah. And then um, I I still really like, and I know we're getting a new version of it, but I still really like uh, Bruges Cities on the Zwin, which uh, which. 
uh, allows you to do the um, the canal strategy yeah, a little bit more. So I know you don't care for that game yeah, anymore, you know, but yeah, you know, so that's a game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of the big ones that we nobody obviously Dominion uh, Ticket to Ride, you know, Catan. Even you know, I mean. Catan would have been probably one of the first games that started coming out with new and different yeah, expansions or whatever that uh, kind of paved the way. What's and, the the city one? What's the city uh, one? For cities Catan? and Knights. Yeah, Cities yeah. and Knights. That's what, when I because I used to play the app. That was like one of the first apps I ever bought, and I used to play City and Knights on there a ton. And it is a good expansion for that. Yeah, I just don't play Catan that often. Yeah, hundred percent. Ever really? Anymore, um, yeah, and then I just thought of one quick other honorable mention um, that like. I don't need to play because I can play the base game, but boy, talk about it makes it more of a gamer's game is the Isle of Sky, the uh, journey. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is, is that really definitely changes one, so. the game completely. Yeah, yeah, so. All right, so there is our pick. So Richie chose Lorenzo El Magnifico, Houses of Renaissance, uh, Suburbia Inc., Caverna Forgotten Folks, and then the Mombasa mini expansions, the cookbooks. That's the cooked books. Chad chose Railroad Evolution, uh, Russian Railroads, German, uh, Haspel Connect, the Ruhr Valley, and Age of Steam, the map he chose was DR Congo. All right, and I chose Great Western Trail, uh, Rails to the North, uh, Santa Maria, American Kingdoms, and then the Voyages of Marco Polo, Agents of Renaissance, and finally, Nations Dynasties. Solid draft. All right. I uh, yeah, I applaud you, fellas. Let's see. Uh, let's see who wins. And and by the way, Ooh. we will uh, have this posted as we always do on our guild on Board Game Geek Guild three two two seven. So if you want to vote on the winner, you can do so. So now, speaking of stuff on our guild, though, let's uh, let's go to our guild and have uh, the Punch Bunch help us out. We're going to look at Punch Board previous plays. And a little over a year ago now, we had a double feature of Feld. We had uh, Carpe Diem and Forum Trajanum. So let's look at that. So let's just go around the horn and talk about our, our former ratings and anything would change. So for me... I gave uh, Forum Trajanum a two. I'll be quite honest with you. I haven't thought about this game. I haven't looked at this game. I sold it. I haven't done anything with it since the review. So I, I don't really feel like I can change my rating to a something different just because, I mean, I have, have done nothing for it. So I'm going to just keep it at a two. Um, Carpe Diem, I gave a five to. And... Honestly, I think Carpe Diem is still a very solid game. Uh, has it gotten played very much over the past year? No, not really. Um, I played a game maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I still was like, yeah, it's a solid game. It's 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 very good. I mean, it's got some nice mechanisms. Sure, it still has terrible uh, colors on the back of the tiles and you know issues with being able to tell some things with the graphic design. But the game is still solid. But I think realistically... I'll probably bring it down to a four is probably where it uh, it will settle. And I think that's probably where it will end up, you know, uh, for the future. So uh, I'll move Carpe Diem down to a four. What about you, Richie? Uh, so I rated it uh, Forum a two. I think the only reason I got a two is because I enjoyed throwing stuff at Chad during the game. Yeah, that's awful <laughs> fun. <I remember> correctly. <laughs> um, and I think at some point, 
I, I said that I was gonna I should have rated it a one. So I will just go ahead and give it that one. I, I all right. I yeah, was miserable right during there. the game. Okay. Um, so we'll take that down to a one. Uh, for Carpe, I still enjoy. I still play it quite a bit online because now it's on uh, Yakata, so I play that on there all the time. Uh, and it's still just a great little game. I love that scoring mechanism. That is something that I, I just want to see in other games. I mean, just on that alone, it, I'm going to keep it at the five uh, because, like I said, I still love that scoring mechanism, and I still play it quite frequently online. How about you, Chad? Well, I initially rated Carpe Diem at a two because of the horrible design, uh, artistic design issues and uh, the fact that after I played it a, a couple of times, I just wasn't interested in the scoring mechanism and didn't really care that much to play it again. That can stay pat at a two for me. I think that that's true. Uh, Forum Trajanum, I will say I rated it a little bit higher. The reason that I did so, I think, is because I was getting so much crud from Richie and Clef. So I will say that, that <laughs> we were right. That yes, we were right. <laughs> so I will say that it, it does drop a little bit in my estimation. I put, probably put it at borderline three, four. And yeah, when you're borderline, where do, I where call do you it go? a high three is what yeah, I call it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a three. Neither of these games was, was just like, got to have it fascinating uh, in the long run i think once you w when you have more games it's just sort of like they're they're not doing anything really fascinating so yeah oh. so we were right that's all i just wanted yeah. i just wanted to yeah sure that. your okay. time your that's time is coming buddy I just, okay so, uh, so right. poor poor bryce right now he's just he's yelling at the radio at us right now well speaking of bryce why don't you read what bryce had to say he was yeah. one of the punch punch that weighed in for absolutely. us absolutely so bryce said carpe diem and forum trajanum continue to remind me why feld is the bestest most awesomest designer of all time Carpe Diem is slightly more standout title of the pair due to the truly innovative scoring mechanism. I rated a five on the Punchboard rating scale because it was a top 10 game of the year for me. It just barely makes my top 10 Feld lists of all time, which is a very difficult list to compile, let me tell you. Forum Trajanum falls into the bottom quarter of the Feld games to me, which still makes it better than 95% of the other games in existence. <laughs> I, <laughs> I continue to like it more and more each time I play it, though, and keep finding new things to appreciate about it. I particularly love the nonstop agonizing decisions to make. With its personal estimation rising, I would put it at a high four on the punch board scale. All right. Well, thanks, There Bryce. comes from a true Feld lover right yeah, there. Yeah, true Feld fan right there. 95% of the other, other games in existence. Very strong. Wow. Very strong stance. All right. We had another comment in our guild uh, from Muhammad, and he, he listed the cons and pros, so I'm going to go over those real quick. So his cons, uh, and he had not played form yet, so this is just for uh, Carpe Diem. Uh, his cons for Carpe Diem are lackluster art. Definitely. The color palette is imperceptible. He said the light green versus the slightly darker green. That is definitely true. Uh, I, I ended up marking mine. That was the only way just to make that work, Cause especially if you're in low light, it's terrible. Right. Uh, error on one of the frames. Uh, and then he just talked about how he had to add distinguishing marks to that as well. His pros were that it's quick and straightforward gameplay, well-written rule book, scales for player count, and then he says, I really like how scoring is done via the cards at the end of the round and even more so how the turn order impacts who gets to place the disc and scores first. And then he kind of gave a too long, didn't read. Carpe Diem is a pretty good game. Uh, he owns the first edition with the star. Oh, yeah, I forgot that they completely changed that to just a circle going around. I also have the star edition, but 
Yeah, that's interesting how they changed that. Did you hear how they changed that? So for Rado, that that totally changed his his yeah, view he, of Carpe He Diem. dropped he it out of his top ten for the year because yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, more I, power to Rado. It's I all right. Know. I love me some Rado. <laughs> all right. Uh, the last person we'll talk about on our guild, uh, Stephen E. said. Both are something between a four or a five for me, probably closer to the five. Both offer a great mix of short-term and long-term planning. Both have tight decisions every turn. I've played Carpe Diem a whole lot more because, one, I've had it longer. Two, easier to set up. I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. I, uh, three, I can introduce it to new gamers. Yeah, it is definitely the lighter of the two. Of the two, I might prefer Forum Trajanum because just because there is so much to consider in every turn. I remember one of the main criticisms of FT was the overpowered slide bar strategy. Here's a very interesting thread in which others discovered a different strategy that seems more overpowered for those interested. Reading it almost feels like spoilers to a good movie. And I actually read that. It's it's very interesting. He talks about um, setting up your envoys correctly and gray column scoring and stuff like that. So that slide bar really isn't overpowered once you play the game a, a little bit more, like kind of like we talked about. But thank you, Punch Punch, for weighing in on that. So if you haven't, please join our guild. It's a great place to to talk about things. And I will, uh, being as I was curious about that discussion about video games, I'll even post a, a question up there to anybody who wants to weigh in on whether they play video games and board games and how they feel about that in the hobby and where that intersects for them too. But yeah, please please feel free to join us. We only have one thing left on the docket for this evening, I think, right? I believe we do just have one thing left on the docket. And that's to say goodnight to everybody. No, right. no, 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 no. Thanks, buddy. I was trying, I was trying for you since you, since you let me, uh, you know, into the dominant species yeah, game. I was trying to get you out of it. We, uh, we have to go back in and talk about the winners of the draft. Richie, uh, you, uh, you usually give us a percentage. Yeah, I, and so. I got them pulled up here. Okay. Uh, Chad came in with a commanding 65.2% of the vote. Hey, that so Magic the Gathering was a great that pick. That was a great pick. Was that great was pick. definitely a great pick. Uh, Clef came in second with 23.9% of the vote, and my uh, two small card game picks were <laughs> probably not great yeah. um, for the uh, for the draft. Our ego sounds like a Muppet. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a fantastic <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> I got I got third with 10.9% uh, of the vote, Ooh. and so I'm I'm ready for my punishment. I I do Ooh. want to say the magic pick was great. That was, was a great fantastic pick. pick. It was a fantastic pick. And I, you know, <laughs> I can't. Not, don't try to butter me up. I'm, not, I mean, I'm yeah. not trying to butter you up. I'm right. just. Now, the right. next thing I'm about to say, oh. it may sound like a threat. Oh. It's not a threat. Oh. It's just a reminder oh. on who is the sole editor of this podcast. I knew that would come up. <laughs> I knew that would come up. Also, yeah. This who, segment may not even make it onto the, <laughs> <laughs> onto the podcast. Also, oh, who has man. hours and hours of unedited podcast material Ooh. that could come out at any time Ooh. who knows i don't i'm just like i said not a threat just a reminder wow. just a fact uh, just chad, a, just a fact chad can go ahead and get, dole out his well, punishment i would like to Pop put richie as a nerf gun once again i'm the sole editor they may not even hear that this is not a visual medium it's I mean, just he, audio he came over here with a nerf gun he brought it over on his person is, i don't know how he made it past the front door but he brought it over on his <laughs> and he this just is. cocked that nerf gun at me. So I'm just, you know, this is just Knox slipped this in my in my pocket when I left, and I was just gonna, I figured I'd put, pull it out and just wave it around as Chad decided on my punishment. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is the worst Ameritrash game ever. <laughs> Don't back off, Chad. I'm Don't back gonna, off. And, 
Good trigger discipline. The finger is not on the trigger. I, I'm just pointing that out. All right. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, what I would like to hear is uh, because I have some fo- I have some uh, incriminating evidence. I have some phone messages. I have. I want you to apologize for bringing up something, making me apologize for you having taken a turn once in two weeks on this 18xx game and then making me apologize for it going long. (laughs) I want you to apologize specifically and say, I am sorry that I am not good at taking my turn at 18xx and therefore making the game go much longer. And also including people making other players text me more than once to take my turn. Okay, that's not that bad. I'll take that. I'll put the gun down. That All, was right. It? <laughs> oh, Chad, All right. I expected I, much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I will admit the the fact that that game took about six months that was definitely my fault. That there were a couple of times where I honestly forgot that we were playing that game and I did not care. And somehow I even still won that game. I don't know how that's possible. Well, but I, that's because I was so focused on dumping a company on, on Clef, which worked, but didn't help. Didn't even realize it happened. No, I didn't even realize that happened. Uh, no, that was that was definitely a tough game to get through for me. And I do apologize that I stretched it out as long as I did. Uh, that may also happen in Nations because I keep forgetting that to go to that site. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, so, so you're pre-apologizing I'm, to yeah, me too? Yeah, pre-apologizing right. for that. <laughs> If you, have to, Brockman, off, if you happen to win next month, <laughs> or next, uh, if you happen to win next episode, <laughs> all right. So well, there, there. I apologize. I think that's good. I appreciate that. I uh, and I appreciate all the other stuff that you got off your chest, and I appreciate that you put down the Nerf gun. So, <laughs> what, what, what was that person at your work, who, or is it a patient that listens to us and says, "It sounds like you guys do a lot of bickering." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Nailed it. So, Punch Bunch, we have done now, I think this is the third draft we have done in a row. And the reason why we have done so many drafts in a row is because our next review that we have coming up is for Food Chain Magnate, the ketchup expansion. Yes. And for any of you who know, I mean, Food Chain Magnate is obviously not a quick game, but the expansion has, oh, I don't know, like 15, 16, 17 modules, something like that in it. Oodles. Oodles. a lot. Oodles. And we are trying to get every single thing played so that we can really do a good decent review so that's kind of why we've been doing a few drafts here in a row just so we can get that so but we're going to be ready for the next episode we are going to bring you the review for food chain magnate the ketchup expansion that's right hope you all like kimchi in the meantime punch bunch take care of yourselves and each other all right everybody have a great night thanks for listening Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. Mama!